Hello everyone. Welcome to an impromptu live stream. Um, because some really huge AEW news has broken today. And you know what? Tuesday, the day before my dynamite, that is always my dynamite preview day. So I was getting ready to make my dynamite preview video, literally in the midst of doing my makeup. And the biggest news possible broke, and that is that Cody Rhodes has left AEW. So I thought, why not just go live on that? And we can discuss that right here because we are the AEW fam, and someone was always going to ha have to be the first person to leave, weren't they? And I know that he, you know, he's not the first person to leave, but he's the first big name to leave. He's the first EVP to leave. And let's get into it. Let's get into your thoughts. Let's get into your takes. And I will also preview Dynamite as well, which is what I was intending on doing. Just a simple little previewing Dynamite video, but then the world as we know it exploded. But before we get into that, let me just tell you that this stream is sponsored by absolutely effing no one because I am an independent content creator, just one woman trying to break into the glass ceiling of pro wrestling content creation. So if you want to support me, you can do so by sending a super chat on, the, on this stream. And I will, of course, read out your comments. I am a nice person, though, and I endeavor to read out all comments. Um, and you can also support me, support my work, support my content creation, everything like that via the Kofi link that is in the description box. So Let's go. Uh, Matthew Mikoski says, man, what the hell did I wake up to? I know. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I woke up this morning and the first thing I did, as as I usually do, was listen to um, Wrestling Observer Radio and Dave Meltzer was talking about this Cody contract status, but I did not think that today would be the day that the news broke that Cody Rhodes is out the door. I mean, the real forbidden door is is leaving, isn't it? You know, absolutely crazy so let's have a look at at what how this really went down so over on the aw community outreach twitter which was formerly cody's twitter and then he decided to hand it over to the outreach program so they could have all his followers which was um you know a pretty nice move on his part um he put out a statement saying, I have loved my time at AEW, amazing locker room, amazing fans, amazing people. The revolution was indeed televised, and I've been incredibly lucky to be a part of that. First, I want to thank Tony Khan. He's taken the baton and run with it, and it was an honor to work for him and to know him on a personal level. He's a beautiful soul. Obviously, need to thank my incredible wife and the mother of my baby girl brandy for all her love and support throughout this journey together and the amazing relationship she fostered with culture city and the american heart association cody then went on to thank his fellow evps nick and matt jackson and kenny omega as well as chris jericho among other people in aew he also shouted out a lot of the new um Rising stars such as Jade Cargill, shout out to Negative One as well. He said, he continued to say, I have so many milestones and beautiful memories of this renaissance through sweat, blood, tears, little fire and all that. I left it all on the mat. Everything peels in comparison to the final contribution. I was empowered to lead at the company, the community outreach team. 
Um, in the most inward moments, your outward behavior and your ability to take fame, influence, and do something of value for the communities you visit, whether the cameras are on or off, is the highest honor. I'm confident Amanda Huber will lead the department with style. I'm so proud of my creations and contributions to the items um, and the items I supported or collaborated with in such on with such wonderful professionals. Uh, he concluded by saying, thank you, fans. Y'all did the work. Let's live forever. Then over on Twitter, uh, Tony Khan put out a statement on the AEW Twitter. Um, he wrote, Cody and Brandy Rhodes were integral to the launch of All Elite Wrestling. Cody's ability combined with his boldness and his passion for our industry and his love for community outreach helped AEW deliver on our mission to give fans what they needed for far too long, something new innovative and lasting brandy helped us shape the AEW story and i appreciate how hard she fought uh, for us both in the ring and out of the ring competing in the women's division while advancing our efforts at inclusion and civic causes including great partnerships with culture city and the american heart association i have immense respect and appreciation for cody and brandy and i wish them the best as they move on from AEW. thank you cody and brandy wow so what do we think? What do we think? Hello to some of the people um, in the chat that I have here. Uh, <laughs> you know what? This is probably the comment I should just keep up. Yes, this video is sponsored by absolutely nobody. Um, uh, because it's totally off topic. Any thoughts on the Stone Cold news? No. Um, no. Leave the memories alone, Steve Austin. Uh, with Sabi King, Cody should be best remembered for putting over talent. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. At least his last TV match was with Sammy. Did see a funny tweet from Anthony Agogo saying, I guess that Craven Cottage match isn't happening. No, uh, it's not, Anthony. Uh, thanks to Dan for giving some love to the sign. Um, Thanks. Uh, hello to Hook. Sadly, probably not the actual Hook. If Cody debuted back in WWE, it's going to be at WrestleMania 100%. Um, <laughs> Cody holding hold up the world title to close Revolution. Lol. <laughs> um, Hook says he's he not going back to AEW until he does WWE or MLW or New Japan Strong or maybe Impact Wrestling. But my full, honestly, Cody, Cody debuting at WrestleMania in the face of Roman Reigns. So firstly, like, what do we all think about losing Cody Rhodes? It's really interesting because I feel like the past couple of months, especially, and I think that it it happened the strongest with his program with Anthony Agogo. I've definitely felt like there's been such a separation between Cody and what's been going on in the rest of, of AEW, and it's become the Cody verse. And I think the signs were there like from the very beginning. I mean, the, the main mistake I think he made was that stipulation he put um, on with the Jericho match saying that he would never challenge for the AEW title again if he lost and I just thought that was just such a bad idea like honestly I, I I thought it was very unnecessary and it was very like over dramatic um and I think that over dramatic gestures is something that's quite like synonymous with Cody um and then I think that because he took himself out of like title contention at all that did lead him to being part of this Cody verse thing. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. I think he had a really great feud with um, Darby Allen. That's the one I think I enjoyed uh, the most and I enjoyed their match the most. Um, and then you move on to stuff like what happened with Anthony Agogo, I think was definitely like probably the low point um, as far as the whole Cody verse thing. Um, because 
Agogo is a really great talent and he's a really great guy. And I just feel like he he wasn't used properly like at all. And he was put really into a situation that didn't benefit him at all. And it was all just kind of misguided. And I think after that, it really seemed like Cody in a way like struggled to recover from that creatively. And then we get to like the whole TNT championship thing that we had recently with Sammy. And, you know, I'm a huge supporter of, um, of, of Sammy Guevara. And I love seeing him with the TNT championship. But it was really, you know, when Cody won that TNT championship from him, to me, like that seemed really unnecessary. Sammy Guevara at the time, he was not having a great reign as TNT champion. Um, and I feel like that was all because of him being drawn into the inner circle stuff. And then Cody taking the, the title off him, I just felt was just bad in the way that I thought, okay, is this going to be Cody's life now as a performer that because he's taken himself out of the world title picture that we're going to constantly see him have TNT title reigns? And then we had Cody like missing the show and then the interim title situation, which I just think um, was, that was just a really weird one. Like, okay, I can't compete. So my brother's going to do it and we're going to create an interim TNT championship seemed unnecessary. And then we just got back to the point of like Sammy having the title and that's where like I wanted us to be like Sammy's getting another shot at that. And that's really great. And then there was this odd pivot to the Dan Lambert American top team stuff. And this was all happening when this, um, when people were debating whether or not Cody was going to turn heel and how like self-aware Cody was with like the feelings towards him. And a lot of people, there was a lot of debate about whether or not like, yes, Cody knows exactly what he's doing or Cody wants to turn heel. Cody doesn't want to turn heel. I was always of the impression that he wasn't as self-aware as people were giving him, um, you know, like credit for. And I feel like there was some reporting done recently um, by Wade Keller that really supported like my kind of feelings uh, on stuff. But I know that some people like did dispute that. And then you had some people come out like support of Cody, but it really did seem that he was struggling to find his place, like both backstage and on TV. Um, and that's not to say that he didn't make great, amazing contributions to AEW, but I do, I do kind of get the feeling like that the dream of what AEW was going to be, for him wasn't actualized in the way like that he wanted it to be then the American top team stuff I had never thought was a good idea or a good direction because as I said like every week on this stream with what we saw between American top team and the inner circle like got American top team and, and Dan Lambert in particular over as such massive heels and then to put them in this feud with Cody just seemed kind of insane where Dan Lambert was saying all this kind of meta stuff and real stuff that I just did not want to hear um, mentioned on TV then we had that Cody we had the Cody ladder promo um, as well uh, that I wasn't a fan of either and then we had the Brandy Dan Lambert segment like two weeks ago on Dynamite which saw the arrival of Paige Van Zandt which I did say was probably my least favorite segment in Dynamite history and I do stand by that one um and yeah and now he's gone where is he gonna go is he gonna go back to WWE I think that's what we're gonna move on to talking about next um that Cody's prospects in WWE but 
As far as evaluating Cody's time in AEW, I think right at the very beginning, he was the the correct person. But I think in the long term, it just might not have been enough. I think that his obviously his initial match with Dustin is one of the best matches in WWE history. Um, but I do think that after that feud with Jericho and the stipulation, things got a little harder for him. And I think that he, in the beginning, very much represented like a anti-WWE sentiment or the sentiment that WWE weren't using people correctly or letting people flourish. But I think as time like continued to move on, especially like the era that we're in of, w, uh, of AEW right now, where we have Brian Danielson and mainly CM Punk, I think if you have any really strong sentiment against WWE and against WWE booking and against WWE creative and against WWE uses of guys, CM Punk is like your guy on that. So it becomes really hard, I think, for, for someone like Cody to to find a place. But let me see um, what some of you guys are saying. Remember, as I said at the beginning, this stream is sponsored by nobody. So if you want to help out, you can send a super chat. Um, okay. La, who, yeah, that was the last comment I saw. Um, Dan, that's uh, a, <laughs> it's a little rude. Uh, okay, John J. Uh, people would visit Cody Island, get stuck there for a while before returning to AEW. This was such a disconnect between his stuff and everything else. Yeah, um, and I think that, gosh, I didn't even mention the Malachi Black feud, but like that was with Malachi Black, he was one of those people that was you know very hyped up. He comes in with this Cody feud, and that to me got like very muddled as well. And I think that Malachi Black has now been able to flourish a lot more. That he's um, escaped Cody Island and what he's doing now with Brody King and and even the Varsity Blonde stuff um and then of course moving on to Pac and Penta it's a lot better for Malachi Black than those weeks when Malachi Black was feuding with Cody it felt like he wasn't even part of the AEW roster yet it felt like he was in this weird purgatory where he was not yet fully able to enter and like be a part of AEW um Ibby B says, didn't expect this, but good on them both for making a name for themselves since 2016. In terms of AW, I felt Cody um, had been outgrown by better stories and characters this past year. Yeah, I think that's the last part of what you're saying is definitely true. But I do think we also do have to give massive respect to Cody and Brandy, who made that decision to leave WWE when they did. And they really showed that you could have a life outside WWE and lead to what is now AEW. Um, Wasabi King hated Cody verse, soured me on his legacy, quite frankly, a go-go match and all the antics, antics was very WWE 80s. Um, Hook says off topic. Um, I, I know this is off topic. I think Jeff Hardy will debut at Revolution. Um, I think he'll debut probably after Revolution, like the next Dynamite or the week after. Uh, to unlock Wyndham Rotunda, AEW debut at Double or Nothing. Matt and Jeff have history with him. I still don't think we're getting Wyndham, um, but, you know, maybe there is some money free for it here. <laughs> um Ibby says, we'll definitely check out his debut, whatever it is, which likely happens soon. So I'm guessing Mania, Mania Anti uh, Stadium. Think of the endless pyro. Um, $1 billion pyro for, for Cody at Mania. Um, let me see if are all these comments now about uh, about the... Um, 
Okay. Richard says, I think Cody putting this step on him, not going for the world title was always going to end in him leaving. If he didn't turn heel and work around it. Yeah. I think that that's what I was saying at the beginning. Um, that that's, that step was a really bad idea on, on retrospect. It really just gave you nowhere to go. Um, and it, it was just unnecessary. Um, and I think that that's, I, I like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to cri like criticize Cody because I really do love Cody and I think he's great. But I think that um, kind of uh, like too many like overgrandizing is something that he's like very guilty of. And I think like we saw that in like the Agogo feud. But I think the first sign of that was just putting that crazy stipulation on a match that that didn't need it. I mean, he could have at least streamlined that to be I won't challenge Jericho again instead of like I won't challenge any, you know, champion again. Um, OK, so. Darren says, I wonder what they do with Paige Van Zandt now that Brandy left. Um, You know, we talked about the Paige Van Zandt thing like two weeks ago when she appeared with Brandy and I have been wanting Paige Van Zandt to like physically be a part of AEW for so long and have a match and I think she's brilliant I think she's so marketable everything um and her like appearing with Brandy like that was not what I would have done at all but I think now if they really want to make a go with it with Paige Van Zandt, I want to see her put in a proper storyline and I want to see her paired up with someone who could really um, carry her. Honestly, if I was to pair um, Paige Van Zandt up with anyone, this is quite off topic, but if I was to pair her up with anyone, firstly, like she needs to be a heel. I would pair her up with Ty Conte just based on the fact of Ty Conte's background um, and, you know, Paige being an MMA fighter, I'd pair up with her. Like, Ty is not, you know, a veteran. You know, she's not Serena Deeb. Um, but she can really, like, carry herself. And I think a good match could be worked out between them. And I think that Paige would be, like, very much the clear heel um, if she's <clears throat> paired up against Paige. And, yeah, I just think, like, like Ty Conte would be a really good match for for Paige Van Zandt and Paige yeah absolutely has to be a heel and Ty Conte would be a great baby face for it so let's talk about like what what's Cody gonna do next obviously WWE is what everyone's thinking slash assuming it has been reported that Cody's been in talks with WWE like well not in talks with WWE but that WWE knew this was coming so it looks like WWE so Let's see. Um, I'm going to go back on some comments here that were specifically mentioning um, Cody and WWE and Cody debuting for WWE. Uh, let me take a quick coffee break. Okay. Cody and WWE. Do I think this is a good idea? If I was for no reason employed as Cody's financial, spiritual, and career advisor, would I say to him to go back to WWE? Absolutely not. Um, I would have actually told him to just ride it out in AEW and make a lot of like character changes and changes of how he kind of carries himself and, and that sort of thing. I would have said like, stick with it, man. You freaking helped build this company. Don't leave. So firstly, like that's my stance there. Um, I think like from what I, people are obviously excited to see him in WWE and what this could be. My feelings are like 
you guys will know I have zero trust in in WWE at all with how they handle every anything. Do I think that Cody's going to come into WWE and be like a huge game changer or treat it like a huge star? No, I think he may be initially. I think he might get a really he'll get a really good debut or whatever. But I think it's way more likely that WWE will get Cody and not treat him like a big deal to literally show him, you see, uh, <laughs> like, you know, to like literally see, um, to literally be like, haha, you weren't anything. Like, that's really my mentality and what I think they would do. I don't think that he's suddenly going to become like the top guy in WWE because Vince McMahon's going to pat him in the back and say, hey, dude, you showed us like you didn't need us. Like, no, I, I, I don't. I don't see, and I'm willing and ready to be proved on wrong, but I don't see Cody and WWE working out. I think that as far as like people, I just think like, and I don't mean this in, in a, a horrible way or anything like that, but I've been watching WWE for a very long time, over well over two decades. So I've I've watched Cody's entire entire WWE run, and um, it was a, it 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 wasn't a top guy run. And I think that as far as people going back to WWE from AEW, if this was Chris Jericho or if this was John Moxley, I I think they'd have more chance being treated like big stars in WWE because they were before. But I kind of don't like see that for Cody, you know, I just, I just don't. Um, but it looks like he's going to give it a try. And, and, you know, it doesn't surprise me at all that that would be something that he would think of doing. Um, he's always kind of been the person that I predicted to like go first and, and want to like return to WWE, uh, and say like, look what I did. So yeah, uh, as far as his debut, I guess WrestleMania would be the time to do it. I mean, we don't know if he has any restrictions on his contract. Like, his contract did expire. Um, but you don't know, like, what kind of agreement him and Tony have on play in place as far as, like, when he can show up somewhere. He could sh he could show up in Saudi Arabia, for all we know. He could show up on NXT 2.0 tonight and to talk about the Dusty Cup, for all we know. Like, we don't know. But it'd be interesting to see, like, when he when or if he does turn up at wwe like how he's presented um will brandy be going back to being his manager and yeah it, let me see what some of you guys think um about cody cody in wwe um mm, 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 mm. uh <laughs> sorry really funny comment <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, so, um, Mania, $1 billion in pyro, uh, Vince would literally fire a couple of people just to bring in money for Cody Rhodes like they did for Eva Marie. Vince did not fire people to bring, uh, to make money for Eva Marie. Vince fired people because he just freaking fires people. The company has made record profits, um, and, I just, and when Eva Marie was hired because people were fired around that time, people just decided because they don't like her or don't think she's talented to blame Eva Marie for people being fired. 
absolutely not true. That's just pure, pure sexism because no one was calling out anyone else that got hired um, as being the fault of people getting fired. So people, yeah, people are not going to get fired to bring in Cody. Like they don't need, they don't need the money. Um, okay. Um, World Sport Rally says, I think he and Brandy going to WWE. Maybe Brandy is his manager. Um, big ha uh, hire for WWE if he goes there. Um, Hook says, Cody at WrestleMania is seen with Brandy at his side. Brandy Rhodes versus Sonya Deville to fight over the CEO of SmackDown manager. Austin Theory versus Cody Rhodes would be an outstanding first match. See, there are like quite a lot of like first time matches you could now get with Cody and WWE stuff that we haven't seen before. Cody and Brandy versus Miz and Maurice is coming. I think that's an interesting comment, Matthew, because I think that that is kind of where I myself see Cody being placed rather than being, I don't see he's going to be like the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns or anything like that, or a guy that gets a huge win over Brock Lesnar. I think Miz, Miz stuff, Miz level stuff is kind of where um, I see. Um, we see, um, uh, oh, sorry. I've already read that one. Uh, 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 uh -huh. Yeah, Jeff Hardy's 90 days allegedly ends after revolution. Um, Cody Rhodes versus Austin Theory Ricochet would be a great way to put someone over. Um, do you think if he goes to WWE, WWE will do bad things to him again? I think they'll just keep him in like the upper mid card or, or mid card, really. Um, a couple of like choices for uh, who could fight Paige Van Zandt, Thunder Rosa, Layla Hurst. All good, all good choices. Um, <laughs> off topic, Stephanie, I don't like how they treat women in WWE like Liv Morgan. I don't like how they've treated women in WWE for since the beginning of the company. Um, <laughs> okay, um, AJ Raiders says, I think Cody is going to NWA. I mean, there is a chance that he's not going to WWE and he's going to kind of float around um, like he did before. Um, and that's all also like a possibility as well. But at the end of the day, like, I don't really see that unless his outside of wrestling commitments are too much, just because I do think that, that it, that is a step down. Like it just is a step down for him to go from being, um, a WWE wrestler, a W wrestler, and then he's floating around places like NWA. I think it would be cool, but yeah. Uh, what if they make him start us again? I don't think that's going to happen. Um, at all. I think that's one thing he'd absolutely like put his foot down on. Um, Eddie says he's going to get the Drew McIntyre treatment. Um, well, Drew McIntyre is the guy that they actually fired and, and brought back. Um, Drew, you know, with his comeback, he did well for a while. I mean, right now, uh, who is it he's currently feuding with? Madcap Moss. So, yeah, they, they never really keep that momentum going, do they? Um <laughs> maybe cody and ted dibiase i guess you mean junior debut at the monday night raw like the war monday okay uh do we think cody will keep the same music he can because he owns the rights to his music um i think that i feel like they would let him keep the music just because that would be a more impactful debut even for him to like turn up with the same music so yeah, I could see him um, doing that. 
Um, would Cody have access to mention all elite and WWE promos? Uh, I think he'll mention whatever WWE tell him to do because he'll be doing scripted promos because it's WWE. Uh, Redmond Survivor says, I'd be shocked if he doesn't go to WWE. Um, yep, me too. And John says, I think Cody will be a huge deal for a month or two, then be back to the lower mid card. That's what I think is as well, sadly. And that's no reflection on Cody. That's just a reflection on WWE. Now, it is like it to me, you know, like there is kind of some sadness um, as well with seeing Cody go just because he was an original EVP and you all know how much I care about AW. So it's kind of sad to see like the first member of like the original gang leaving. There's there's like a sadness to this. And I do really wish that, I don't know, I wish he could have just kind of hung on um to I don't know I, I think it's just the kind of person I am because I don't know if a lot of you have noticed but I'm like a very like loyal uh you know stick to you know stick to uh <laughs> uh pick your side and stick to it type person so like that's kind of like where my sadness is but it, this is a very interesting twist in the wwe uh, story for sure hello to zornacy i see it cody brandy leaving is sad but it solves some of aw's problems i will say it absolutely does solve some of aw's problems i mean for me and i feel bad saying that because it's i feel bad saying like someone leaving solves a problem but i mean for me, like it, it does solve a problem because creatively, his segments, his the Cody verse, his storylines, especially in recent months, um, have been my least favorite things about AEW, and it's kind of dragged down some dynamites for me. So it does actually solve uh, solve a problem. Um. Hook says, imagine Cody Rhodes taking over MLW because recently they got done wrong by WWE and MJF comes from there. So it kind of makes sense. Cody be their new manager. <laughs> um, Redman Survivor says, yeah, I'm conflicted. It sucks to see a big name and one of the founders leave AW. But also, if anyone was to leave, I'm glad it's Cody and Brandy. Um, I've been seeing some people on Twitter saying William Regal could take Cody's place in AW, says Hook. I really hope not. Um, so honestly, I'm trying not to think he quits because we do not share all of his ideas and his wife. Um, yeah, it's also like he is leaving on this kind of like sour note. If you look back to um, All In and the beginning of AEW, like especially his match with Dusty, the fans were so behind him. And there was so much love for him. And now we get to the place here in early 2022 where like this story has become the fans turning on him. And then this is the point that he leaves. So there is real like sadness to that and sadness to his story. And I think that there has to be some, um, you know, like it has to be some analysis done kind of like on what went wrong and I do feel like if if reporting is true on him not wanting um 
If the reporting is true that Cody did not want to turn heel, and if the reporting is true that Cody could not accept that the fans wanted him to turn heel, um, and if the reporting is true that Cody was like acting in this Cody verse with his own storylines and whatever, 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 gotta say that that feeling slash behavior like that's not gonna fly in 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 a in WWE. So he's going to have an even harder time in WWE when you don't get like creative input. You don't even get like promo input. You basically, it's just Vince McMahon telling you what to do. So I think if you're a person where you maybe struggle to deal with, um, with the kind of like levels of, uh, of self-awareness and maybe doing something that isn't exactly what's in your heart. Um, WWE is really like not the best place for you you know, really. Uh, let's see a, a few more of your comments. Uh, Cody is like the ace character from the TV drama Heels who refused to turn heel. Um, Richard, I kind of want Regal in my local wrestling promotion that I work with, so selfishly, I hope not. Joking aside, I would love to see Regal's next move. Um, Hook, his, his wife acted way too over, in my opinion. Just kind of act like I'm more better than all of the women's. Um... John says, so if you're a betting gal, when do you think we see him appear in WWE? Assuming he does, my bet would be on WrestleMania. Like, why not? I don't think he's fine to, like, Saudi Arabia this weekend. Um, my bet is WrestleMania. Wow. So, Cody has left AEW. It is such weird news to process. This is like, this is literally like the day that um, it came out that Punk was going to debut in AEW. You know, it's kind of like a news that you've been waiting for, but you didn't think would actually happen. And yeah, I mean, he's gone. Cody's gone. Um, I think it'd be just, I'm very interested in in how AEW moves forward with this i think that an evp quitting is definitely something that that some people will kind of use against them in a way and when i say some people they're you know like the wwe bot type people but i think that overall uh dynamite could end up you know being an even you know <laughs> better show because those segments past couple of weeks just weren't good and kind of just uh, and the Cody verse stuff and yeah it's just hard because I like Cody so much and I really do but like it, it's just not been it's not been great and it's not just not been great in a kind of a one-off way like oh your one you know recent storyline wasn't great and I can't you know I can't wait for it to be over it's just in general, not been great for for months and months and months, and it didn't look like things were going to change as far as his presentation, characterization, um, and all of that. But yeah, um, let me see. Yeah, WrestleMania, WrestleMania stand for WWE. Yeah, those people are great. Uh, the best people are are um, the WWE bot journalists. Um, Hook says, if you want a huge mega trend pop, it's Cody at WrestleMania standing in the ring at Reigns Night 2. 
Yeah, something like that. I do think they're going to give him like an epic debut. They'll give him an epic debut. He'll come out, yeah, maybe to confront Roman Reigns, but I don't see him like winning that match. And I think like if, you know, give it six months and it will be like Miz feud. Um, Zonzi would like to pitch an idea. What if it's kind of a work Cody leaves, but does not show up somewhere. And then when we need him most, he's back at AEW. Um, I think like, there's always, um, you know, people going to be saying like, is it a work, whatever. And I know like I was just listening to the Fightful stream where Sean was saying over and over again, like this is not a work. I don't think it's a work at all. I think, um, yeah, it's not a work. I think he's probably made his mind up where he's going. And I think that place is WWE and we just have to wait for him to debut there. That's really it. Well, while I take another sip of coffee, I'll give you kind of like a last chance for final Cody comments. And then I'm going to do a quick little preview of Dynamite, which was what I always intended to do today. But then the freaking world collapsed. So if you have anything more to say about Cody that you want to get in, put it in the chat now. Remember, this stream is sponsored by no one. So um, if you want to help out the stream, you can send it a super chat. Uh, and yeah, and of course, I'll definitely read out your comments because I'm a nice person reading out everyone's comments anyway. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for joining me um, on a impromptu stream that, you know, I didn't spend days publicizing or anything. It's really nice to see so many of you people that I recognize, like jumping on here to talk to me, like with no notice whatsoever. Like that's the loveliest um, and most supportive thing you can do is just being there. Like I'm only joking about like, being, a, well, I'm not joking about being sponsored by no one, but you know what I mean? Like I'm only joking with those kind of things. Like the most supportive thing you guys can do is just showing up for me. So thank you so much. It's nice to see so many of you here today. Um, and, um, so many like names that I recognize and, and names that I don't recognize as well. It's really, really nice to, to see people joining me when I just decide to do a stream for no, well, without any, uh, you know, um, without scheduling it basically. Oh, thank you to John for the super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. Do you have anything you want to, want to say, John, I'll read out anything within reason. <laughs> And don't forget, this week's AEW Weekly is live on Friday. Friday. So I will be doing um, my usual AEW Weekly on Thursday. I will instead be doing it on Friday. So if you want to be live with me again, join me on Friday where we will discuss whatever happens on Dynamite. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, John, so much. Um uh, Richard, I, be I became a supporter of yours after seeing your wrestling daily with Alex. After it ended, I had to subscribe. I'm one of Russell's Talks mods. Thank you very much, Richard. Let's get into Dynamite. <sighs> I was so excited to preview this um, week's Dynamite, you know, before everything happened. I think it looks like a really good Dynamite. Um, but now, you know, it's, it's going to be buried, of course, uh, under like the news. So I had so much written on it as well for this, but whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, so we have Sammy Guevara defending the TNT Championship against uh, Darby Allen. So just some quick thoughts on this. Um, 
from last week, what we saw with, with the mandatory inner circle team meeting, and yes, we will have um, a lot to get to with the inner circle. Sammy, he's not getting into any of this inner circle infighting stuff. He's leaving them sort out by himself. That's the best thing for Sammy. So he's concentrating on being TNT champion. Um, this is an interesting one because last week we talked about we saw Andrade go face to face with Darby Allen. Of course, Andrade is obsessed with thinking that Darby Allen is like a boy that he can buy. And Darby Allen is, of course, a grown man. And it's very, very funny. But um, a lot of people, when we were discussing this last week, said that they were most likely doing heading to a three-way with Andrade, Darby, and, and Sammy. And that made sense. I didn't think that they were heading to a three-way uh, initially. I always thought we were going to get one-on-one -on -one matches. So Darby's up first. What I think ha happens here is Sammy wins, but Andrade basically interferes and costs him. I don't think that Darby... Darby's loss is going to be completely clean, like based on the fact that he's a former TNT champion. So yeah, I expect shenanigans with uh, Andrade to be happening in this match. Then what does it lead to? Does it lead to Darby Allen versus Andrade? Does it lead to Andrade versus Sammy Guevara? Does it lead to Darby Allen and Andrade being put in the face of the Revolution ladder match? Or does it lead to Dra <laughs> Andrade versus Darby versus Sammy at Revolution. That I'm not sure of, but one of those multiple choices of matches is definitely happening. I would like to see, I think, a three-way for, well, three-ways usually aren't my thing. I mean that in a wrestling and life sense, um, <laughs> but I would, I think Darby Andrade and, and Sammy doing a three-way title match would be would be pretty cool. Unfortunately, though, I think it might be better if it was a ladder match, but it can't be a ladder match because we are having a multi-man ladder match um, at Revolution. But, you know, Revolution is just, there's three more Dynamites before Revolution. There's this week, next week, and then the one that is happening at Daly's Place that I'm super excited before, just a couple of days before Revolution. So we really have to get this card together. But I think this will be a really good match um, because Sammy and Darby Allen are willing to do absolutely anything uh, in a match. But I will say that I really hope that Sammy Guevara, whether it's against Andrade, Darby, or Three-Way, I hope Sammy Guevara gets a TNT title defense at Revolution. Sammy Guevara deserves to have a pay-per-view match that is not an inner circle multi-man match. Sammy Guevara needs to have a solo pay-per-view match. And when I say solo pay-per-view match, I mean a three-way TNT title match does count as that, whatever. He deserves to have a match where he is on the the pay-per-view card as just Sammy Guevara, not a inner circle multi-man match. So I really want to see that happen for Sammy. Okay, another match we're going to see, a no-DQ match between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Um, so convoluted storyline here. Mercedes debuted in December. She attacked Thunder Rosa during her match against Jade Cargill in the semifinals of the TBS Championship Tournament. That meant that Thunder Rosa lost out on the chance of becoming TBS champion. Then Rosa and Martinez have been feuding ever since. 
Then they had a match on Rampage, which Thunder Rosa won by DQ when Martinez attacked her with a lead pipe. And then we got this reveal, which felt to me a bit like retconning. Um, we got this reveal that it was Britt Baker who paid Martinez to attack Rosa and cost her a shot, shot at the TBS championship. Um, but Britt Baker wasn't happy with Martinez getting herself disqualified in the match. So now there's going to be a no DQ match between Thunder Rosa and Martinez. Now, the reason I say that this rings my suspicion bells for retconning is just basically... It really doesn't make sense why Britt Baker would want Thunder Rosa to lose her shot at the TBS championship because if Thunder Rosa had successfully become TBS champion and Britt Baker hates her and doesn't want to like face her because she's probably scared of her after like their lights out match, um, having her as TBS champion would be a good way to like get her off her back and not be in contention for her women's championship. So I don't think that makes sense, but I think that maybe what happened creatively is we got to a point where there was no clear great challenger for Britt Baker for Revolution. So I think her Revolution challenger is going to be Thunder Rosa. So I think that's why this retconning was done here. Um, it's a new, no DQ match. That means anyone can interfere. Anything can, that can happen. So I think we're going to get interference from Britt Baker. Um, and I think we're going to get interference from Jimmy Hitter as well. And what I think is going to happen is by the end of this, the feud will be broken off into Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Jimmy Hitter versus Mercedes Martinez, leading to Jimmy Hitter uh, breaking off from the, the group with Britt Baker. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, Hook says, Athena, the former Amber Moon, is debuting to help Thunder Rosa win. I would love to see Athena in AEW. Then Athena and Rosa versus Jade Carla. Cargill and Nyla Rose at Rampage. Okay. Um, I mean, that sounds like a cool match. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but I absolutely think that they need to bring in um, Athena. Um, we also have Max Caster and Wardlow in the Face of the Revolution qualifying ladder match. I think this one is kind of um, hard to call because, I mean... It kind of depends on what you're doing with the Wardlow storyline, really, like, doesn't it? Because the Wardlow turn is what we're all, um, like, waiting on bated breath for. And so either he beats Max Caster, right? And then I believe the Wardlow turn happens when... Because I believe we're getting MJF versus CM Punk 2 at Revolution. I'll state that now. So if Wardlow wins this match and enters the uh, enters the ladder match, I think he will win that ladder match. And then MJF will lose to CM Punk. And then Wardlow's turn will come when CM Punk is like, hey, um, hand me your TNT title shot. And Wardlow's like, no, I won that. And I think that's where the turn comes. Alternatively, Wardlow could in some way... Um, because the match and lose to Max Caster this week and not get into the face of the revolution ladder match like Sean Spears could mess up or MJF could just blatantly cost him the match to like teach him a lesson or something and then Wardlow's turn will happen during MJF versus CM Punk at revolution so I think this one's hard to call but I think the most likely is that Wardlow wins um and he goes on to to win the the face of the revolution uh, ladder match. And uh, one thing I will say, I can't wait for Max Caster's rap. If you watched my USA trip video, you'll know like how strongly I feel about Max Car Caster after seeing him. 
um, do his live gig and how much I love his rapping. So I can't wait to see what kind of rap he has for Wardlow. I mean, he's got to mention the brows and whatever. I just hope so. Um, and then finally, finally, I think, okay, the inner circle implodes. Chris Jericho and Jake Hager face Santana and Ortiz. You know, if you're new here, hello. This is a, this is a channel that gives too much time to dissecting inner circle storylines. If you're always here, you know we're going to talk about this one properly. So last week we saw the inner circle mandatory team meeting. And we now know who the heel is, I think, after the mandatory team meeting. Uh, and that's where this match was set up. So Santana and Ortiz basically, like, they let all their grievances out. It was like it was like the best Festivus dinner you've ever seen. There was just grievances, grievances, grievances. Um, and then this led to this match coming up where Santana and Ortiz will take on Jericho and Jake Hager. But I think, it, like, the, the, the biggest point here with this match is that Jake Hager did not speak during this family meeting like he did not speak so this means that jake hager is the guy that i'm going to be focusing on in this match because he did not agree to team with jericho um he did not agree to this like at all so that makes me wonder what he's going to do like i feel that jake hager because he once did poetry is one of those giants I mean, his character, but he's like the giant with the sensitive soul. And I think he's really taking some introspective moments to think about how he feels about the inner circle, how he feels about his partnership with Jericho, how he feels about Santana and Ortiz. The idea that the inner circle might all just be in his head and it's like St. Elsewhere that we've talked about on this channel before. You know, who knows what Jake Hager is thinking? And he's going to need to express himself. And this match might be where he expressed himself. He might do something like walk out on Jericho like Santana. Uh, sorry, like he did Santana and T's. Like Jake Hager might just walk out on Jericho and be like, I didn't agree to this. Uh, I will never fight my brother, you know, Undertaker uh, throwback for when Kian appeared. He might feel like that. Or there might be some tension that comes out in the beginning of the match between Jericho and Jake Hager. Because the other thing that we saw during the mandatory team meeting was Jake Hager, or Jericho just snapping at Sammy Guevara, like having no chill and then having to be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I think that there's something like building there that he's like ready to snap at people and Jake Hager might be his next target. Like I could imagine him snapping at Jake Hager and like calling him an idiot or something and not really like unleashing like a beast within Jake Hager. So this match is super, super interesting. I'm super interested and invested in the what's going on with the inner circle. I think Eddie Kingston's going to return, though. I think Eddie is coming back. Um, other things to maybe watch out for, like there was a mention of Homicide and Hernandez by Jericho last week. I don't know if that's a red herring or if they could come in. I think it's too good to be true like the thought of them coming in because I don't exactly like see where they kind of fit in it and it would be like super weird if they signed it with Jericho but I don't know I just think like the the inner circle breakup storyline is like a very intriguing one that's kind of bubbling on underneath everything we have going on with um with CM Punk and MJF like that's kind of like the lead one but 
I really, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this match. I personally think that the winners will be Santana and Ortiz due to something going wrong in the Jericho Hager team. That's what I think. Either Her Jericho walks out on Hager or Hager walks out on Jericho. I think that the, the win will come due to that team being depleted and not on the same page. And I think we'll get to see like where Jake Hager stands. I think Eddie Kingston's coming back. Those are my predictions for that one. Uh, oh, here's a great comment. What I'm looking forward to this week's Dynamite, and you intro maybe with one of the female champs being the first female showing on it. Yeah, because Brandy was the, the first female. Brandy was on a lot of branding for AEW. Um, and yeah, who's going to replace her? I mean, there is like so many great women in AEW, and I've always thought that people um, were a lot meaner to Brandy than they would be to a guy because that's just life, basically, and that she didn't deserve a lot of shit that she got. But at the same time, there are so many talented women in AEW that um, would really benefit from getting a lot of marketing and being on the side of trucks being on more intros um and stuff like that so it'll be interesting to see like some of the women that kind of rise up in prominence uh, within the company with that gap left um i will say because i heard sean was talking about this and this is something i know about as well uh leva bates blue pants does so much backstage um she's a really tremendous asset to the company and i think that some of those behind the scenes roles that Brandy um, took on, maybe passed to her. She's definitely someone who is um, really, really valuable behind the scenes and has worked really, really hard um, in AEW and, and like a little, you know, an unsung hero of the company. So that's Dynamite. Here we are, February 15th, 2022. Cody Rhodes has left AEW. You know, he should have, oh, he should have done it on Valentine's Day. Like that would have been just a really great time to um, break the hearts of so many wrestling fans. Yeah. But once again, thank you guys so much for joining me here. It's been so cool to see so many of you um, watching and getting involved in an impromptu stream. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I hope you had fun listening to some of my thoughts on on this day. Uh, on this day, I see clearly Cody has left AW. Um, what a news day. What a news day. I never thought when I woke up this morning and was like, oh, I need to make a dynamite preview. What is the news? Because honest to gosh, like I had um woo, I had a whole um script written for my dynamite preview. And because news was so low, I was literally just going to talk about everyone that's, you know, been signed, like Keith Lee, AQA, Nick Wayne. Like, watch the video of Nick Wayne getting his contract. It's super sweet. But I just kind of felt like this is kind of grasping at this point, you know, on a Tuesday to be talking about this as news. And then the freaking biggest story that could happen, you know, happened. So, yeah, what a day. What a time, what a time to be, 
involved in wrestling. What a time to be covering AEW. And yeah, once again, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate all of you. I appreciate your support. If you want to show support, um, there's a link to how you can support my contact, content creation in the description box. I will be back here live on Friday to talk about Dynamite at about uh, 4, 4.30 p.m. UK time. Uh, we'll break down Dynamite. I will do a preview video next week. Who knows if we have any more earth-shattering news, I might go live again. But I will say, like, my first time kind of going live without warning um, has been really, really enjoyable. So you know how much I love and appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um, if you like this video, and the, the really like the best way to support me is to subscribe to my channel and just share my stuff, put my stuff out there, hashtag AEW, tag AEW, whatever, um, and just get people um, to give it more eyes, really. Because when I say that I'm an independent content creator and when I joke that my stream is sponsored by no one, like I am an independent content creator. I don't have the backing of any of the big wrestling channels or the big wrestling, you know, companies or anything like that, which makes it tremendously difficult to get anyone to watch your stuff, to get like eyes on your stuff, um, to get people to see your stuff, to get views, whatever. Um, it's really, really difficult. And I don't know why I'm talking about this now, but like this, um, past couple of months have definitely been extremely hard and like just trying to catch a break when you're not someone that has any kind of ties or affiliation to what I would call like the big wrestling, you know, content creators, all, all those guys. So yeah, any helping with me is really just sharing my stuff uh, and getting the eyes on it. So thank you guys so much for being here um, and supporting and viewing. Thank you for your comments. Um, and as I said, I will see you on Friday. Everybody enjoy Dynamite. Enjoy the best show on television. Have a great time watching Dynamite. Bye.